blessing. Psalm 116, this morning, let's meet together there, Psalm 116. How many of you drive a vehicle that is equipped with Apple CarPlay? Anybody, anybody besides me? Or Android, I think, has another name for it, but you, you plug into your, your iPhone, your Android, and it all, everything's... Um, Siri takes care of it in, uh, in uh, the, the Apple world, um, and it's really pretty handy, um, especially when you uh, come to, to text messages, when it comes to sending and receiving text messages, you can just do it all uh, by voice, and uh, you don't have to actually handle your cell phone, and, and it's really a great thing, but what's interesting What's interesting is how Siri translates emojis. So if somebody sends you a thumbs up, then she will read the text message and then she will say, light skin toned thumbs up. Or she might say, dark skin toned, thumbs down. Well, the other day, I got a text message, and at the end of it were, was a set of praying hands. And so, interestingly enough, Siri read the message, and then she said, hands pressed together. That's all she said. I don't know if she's not saved, I, I don't know, maybe she needs to know Jesus, I don't know. But that's what she said, hands pressed together. I got kind of a chuckle out of that. But you know, then I began to think that to some people, that's really all that prayer is. Just folded hands or hands put together and it's, it's just a, a formality that, that they go through. Can I tell you this morning that prayer is infinitely more than just pressing our hands together or interlocking our fingers. Prayer is that undeserved but treasured conversation that we share with the Creator. Think about this, with the Creator and the Sustainer of the universe and he has invited us into an eternal relationship with him that's pretty amazing with that in mind i want to i want to preach to you today under this title why pray why pray a storm was raging and the ship was taking on water, and the captain, he didn't know what to do. And realizing that the ship was, was sinking out of a, a last-ditch effort, he, just, he suddenly called out, Does anyone here know how to pray? One sailor stepped forward, and he said, Yes, sir, captain, I know how to pray. The captain said, Well, why don't you stand over there and pray while the rest of us put on these life jackets? We're one short. And you know, for some people, the answer, why pray? Well, I tried everything else, and I figured it wouldn't hurt. 
so I might as well pray. And for some folks, it, it's just an act of desperation. It's not something they do on a normal basis. It's not something that comes naturally to them. It's something that once they've tried everything else, they pray. For others, it's just an obligatory part of the Christian life. God says to pray, and so I pray. It's kind of like your teenager mowing the grass because you've told him to mow the grass. It's obligatory obedience. I was curious this week about why people pray, and so I put a little, uh, put a question on uh, our Facebook page and, and asked the folks to, to help me understand why they pray. And uh, one of those answers uh, said this, uh, just to make it today. How many of you have ever been there? You had one of those days, man, I, if, if I'm going to make it today, I'm going to have to pray. Somebody else said, and actually a couple of people said this, I can tell God things and share things with God that I can't share with anybody else. And then somebody said this, it's one of the easiest ways to strengthen my faith in troubled times. And I'll readily admit this morning that there are infinitely more reasons to pray than what I'm going to share with you in the message this morning, but I believe that these are three very good reasons to pray, and they're found right here in Psalm 116, and the first one is simply this, because God hears. Why pray? Because God hears. Look in verse 1, the psalmist said, I love the Lord. How many can say amen to that? I love the Lord, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. I like the picture of God that the psalmist offers us here when he says this, he hath inclined his ear. That word inclined there is interpreted in other places in the Old Testament as bow or bow down or stretch out, or stretch forth. And the picture that the psalmist paints here is that of, uh, again, the God of the universe. Listen, listen, church, we're talking about the God who with nothing but his words spoke everything into existence. We're talking about the incomparable God of Isaiah chapter 40. It's that God who the psalmist pictures as stretching forth and bowing down and bending low to hear the, the cries of his people. God hears us. Listen, God is greater than any CEO, he's greater than any king, he's greater than any president, he's got more to do than any of those people combined, he's the creator, the sustainer of the universe, yet in the midst of all of that, he hears us, he takes time to listen to us pray, that is, if we pray. When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time God heard your voice? You know, as your pastor, 
I can pray for you, and I didn't intend to do this. This is actually left over from our Bible study time this morning. But as your pastor, if you, I'm talking to the members of Fellowship Baptist Church, if, if you're officially on the membership roll, as your pastor, I can pray for you, and I do every week. This, this is my prayer list. It's been used a little bit um, over the last five years. Um, but start on Tuesday and Wednesday and go all the way down through Sunday. I, I pray for the heathen on Monday, so if your name's on that list, um, no, I'm kidding. But uh, I, I try to pray every week uh, for the members of, of Fellowship Baptist Church. And you know, as your pastor, I can pray for you, and I do. But the truth of the matter is, folks, I can't pray in lieu of you. I can't lift up your voice to God. I can't pray for you. Do you know that there is a greater tragedy than prayers unanswered? And those are prayers not offered. James said, you have not. Why, church? Because you ask not. And God is there, and he's willing to hear, and he's waiting to hear. But yet so often, we don't pray. And then let me ask you this. If you do pray, how do you pray? Well, preacher, is that that really important? Well, yeah, it is. Because prayer is more than just mindless chatter. It's not just repeating things over and over and over again. Jesus made it clear in the Sermon on the Mount. He said this, but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. A, a man by the name of, of John Bunyan once said, When you pray, rather let your heart be without words than your words without heart. We're talking about how we pray. Is it heartfelt? Is it sincere? Is it passionate? Is there a sense of urgency to our prayer life? And I'm telling you, God doesn't listen to mindless chatter and meaningless words. In Isaiah 29, you can go home and read it for yourself, but but God called his people out for this very thing. Here's what he said. He said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. What was God saying? He was condemning them because these people were simply going through the motions of worship. They were coming and they were sacrificing and and they were doing the things that they knew they were supposed to do. But there wasn't any heart there. God says they're drawing near me with, with, their, with their mouth and, and they're saying the right things. But their heart is so far from me. Have you ever prayed like that? I have. Being honest. Well, I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to pray. So let me do this real quick so I can get on with the important things of the day. And I don't, I'm not proud of that, but I'm being honest with you. 
There are times and it's just, it's just an obligatory thing. It's just something I do, and that's a shame. Because if our heart is disengaged, God's not going to hear us in the sense of, 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 of acting on our behalf. And neither will he hear us if we harbor sin in our heart. He said this, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord, the psalmist said, will not hear me. So not only must we pray from a sincere heart, but we must pray from a pure heart. Why pray? Because God hears. If we pray with a sincere heart, if we pray with a pure heart, elsewhere in the Psalms, the Bible says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Psalm 40, I, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined his ear. There's that word again. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. But verily, Psalm 66, but verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. I'm telling you this morning, God hears and then secondly, God cares. It's another reason why we should pray. Look at the next verses, verse 3. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is, what's that next word, church? Merciful. The word merciful literally means to suffer with. In other words, the psalmist said, I know that God feels my hurt in his heart. We don't know who this particular psalmist was, but from re reading what we just read, he felt like all hell was coming against him and was squeezing the very life out of him. And so he prayed because he knew that God heard him and he knew that God cared for him. I would venture to guess this morning that even in an auditorium, filled primarily with adults that there's someone here this morning who literally cried themselves to sleep last night maybe because they were lonely maybe because they were hurting maybe because of some great and heavy burden that they're bearing Maybe because they were confused or depressed or afraid or whatever. I want you to know this morning, God saw every tear. In the Gospel of Mark, some of you will be familiar with this story. Jesus and his disciples, they were in a boat. And Jesus had had been teaching all day and remember he was he was a man like like any other man and subject to the the physical limitations uh, during that part of his life as anybody else and he had been ministering all day and laboring all day and he was tired and so the bible says that he lay down in the bottom of the boat and he fell asleep 
And on their way to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, they encountered this horrendous storm. As a matter of fact, it was so bad, the Bible says that these experienced veteran sailors, fishermen, whose livelihood came from being on a boat all day, that these men literally thought that they were going to die. And as the story goes, they woke Jesus up and they asked him this question, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Lord, do you care? Have you ever asked God that? Lord, do you care? God, do you even care about this storm that I'm going through? Do you care uh, about the trouble that I'm facing? God, come on, do you care? Do you care that I'm alone? God, do you care that my body is racked with pain? God, do you care that my life is in an absolute tailspin? Do you care that as a parent my teenager is breaking my heart? God, do you care that my, my marriage is on the, on the rocks? Lord, do you care? That's what the disciples wanted to know. And we're up here, we're, we're about to die, we're about to lose our life, and you're down here sleeping. What's up with that? God, don't you care? And once Jesus was awake, he arose and he said to the wind, Peace be still. <laughs> and the wind ceased. And then he turned to his disciples. And he said this, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? It's almost like Jesus was asking them, why in the world would you think that I don't care? Accusing the Lord of not caring has to be like doubling up your fist and just punching him right in the heart. And here's how I can envision, I, I'm sure it's not this way, but, but in my mind I, I envision this as, as, as the Lord responds to our accusations of, of him not caring or our questions, God, do you care? And, and, and I envision him asking me, uh, this, you see these scars in my hands? They're there because I care. You, you see these holes in my feet? Those are because I care. This hole here in my side, it's there because I care. The scars up here on my forehead are because I care, and the ones on my back are because I care. Yes, I care. That's why I invite you to cast all your care on me. 
Because I care for you. Why should we pray? Because God hears us. And because God cares for us. There's a story about Abraham and Sarah and Abraham's servant or handmaid, um, Hagar. It's in the book of Genesis, chapter 16. And if you know about the story of, of Abraham and Sarah, God had promised to give them a child. They had been barren for so many years, and God promised them a child, but he wasn't coming through with his promise. And so Sarah comes up with this brilliant idea. Well, maybe I can, maybe I can get Hagar to go in and lay with, uh, with Abraham, and maybe she'll conceive from that relationship, and then we can have our child. And her plan worked. Hagar went in and lay with Abraham and she conceived and, and she had a son. And at that very moment, Sarah became overwhelmingly jealous and envious and treated her so badly that Hagar had to leave. And so now she's out in the wilderness and she's all by herself she's pregnant she doesn't know what to do and so in the midst of that moment the Bible says that an angel of the Lord met her there and told her that she needed to go back and in verse 13 of Genesis 16 it says this and she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her thou God seest me for she said, have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Hagar's wilderness experience brought her face to face with God. And it taught her something very important about God. She learned that he is the living God who sees us and who hears us. And he hears our cries when we hurt. Why pray? Because God hears us. And because we pray to a God who the book of Hebrews says uh, um, feels our, our every pain. He's gone through everything we've gone through. He's been there and he's done that. And he understands it. And there's nothing, listen, there's nothing that we can't bring to him. God hears. God cares. And then look at, at verses 6 through 8. We ought to pray because God answers. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Turn over a, a page or two to chapter 118 and verse 5. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? I love Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. Call unto me, God says. Call unto me. And I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Listen, church, God says, pray. 
call unto me. I've got my ear bent low. I'm listening, and I want to answer you. Oh, how I want to answer your prayer. Now, at this point, someone may be thinking about all the prayers that, that they prayed and how that they prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing has happened. And you're wondering right now, well, preacher, that's all, that's all well and good. But I want to know, I want to know where those great and mighty things are in my life. Let me just offer a word of caution here. God is, is not like some slot machine where you just drop in the money and pull the lever and everything comes up sevens and your blessings just come pouring out. I don't care what the dude down in Houston says, it just ain't so. Nor is God like a microwave where you pray and, I mean, boom, your prayers are answered right there on the spot. God, I need a job. And the next thing you know, somebody taps you on the shoulder. Hey, you look like a guy that needs a job. You need a job? I need to hire somebody. Well, God, I'm running a little low this month. I need $100. The next thing you know, the next person you see on the street says, Hey, could you use $100? Can God do that? Absolutely. God can give you more than a job. He can give you the company if he wants to. He can give you $100 million if he wants to. But he's not obligated to do that. Understand this important point about prayer. It's not just about getting, it's about growing. Prayer is about growing closer to God. Somebody said to me this week, well, you know, prayer changes things. And I said to them, I, said to them, I prefer to look at it like this, prayer changes me, and then I change things. Prayer is not just about getting. God do this, and God do that, and God give me this, and God give me that. That's not what prayer's all about. Prayer's about growing, and sometimes, sometimes God waits and waits and waits and waits and waits because we've got some things to learn. We've got some growing to do. Remember 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. We often use this in times of national revival and, and church revival where, where uh, Solomon said, if, if God said, if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my what? My hand? No, he said, seek my face. God said, if they'll seek me, not just what I can give them, but if they'll seek me. Listen, church, God wants us to desire his presence more than his presence. You understand that? God wants us to want Him more than what He has to give us or more than what He can do for us. I'm thankful that, as a God, that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above everything, anything that we could ever ask or think. I'm glad we serve a God like that. Ephesians, Ephesians 3.20 But listen, this, it's all up to God. God wants us to learn to seek Him. And then here's something else real quick 
about answers to prayers. His ways are not always our ways. We've got to remember that. That His ways are not always our ways. Now listen, we can bring anything to God. Anything. Regardless of of what it is, regardless of how small it is, or how large it is, remember, uh, regardless of how simple it is, or how uh, uh, complex it may be, we can bring anything to God. But in the end, God makes the call. Because God's sovereign and He knows the end from the beginning. And He can see down the road. He can see things we can't see. God knows. So why pray? Because God hears us. And God cares for us. And because God answers us. Young fellow went to pharmacy he bought three boxes of chocolates. He bought a small box, and he bought a medium-sized box, and he bought a large box. Pharmacists thought that was a little odd, and so he just asked the young man, he said, so why three boxes of chocolates, and why three different sizes? The young man said, well, I'm going over to have supper with my new girlfriend tonight and her family and then we're going out and uh, if she just lets me hold her hand I'm going to give her a small box of chocolate if she lets me kiss her on the cheek then I'm going to give her the medium box but if she lets me like really kiss her like really lay one on her I'm giving her the big box so he shows up at the house they have supper together before they eat, he asked if he can pray. And he said, sure. I mean, this, this kid waxed eloquent for about five minutes. And you thought he was a seminary student. And he just prayed and prayed and prayed. And after he got through praying, his new girlfriend looked at him and said, well, you didn't tell me you were a religious person. And he looked at her and said, and you didn't tell me your dad was a pharmacist either. I hope this morning that your prayer life is more than just something you do when you're in trouble. I hope it's something that you do on a daily basis, every day, and that it's sincere, and that it's earnest. Because God does hear us when we pray with a pure heart and a sincere heart. And God cares. There's nothing that you go through that God doesn't care about. And that God can't identify with. And in his own time. And in his own way. God answers. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no. And then sometimes he says, just wait. Wait. Because prayer's not just about getting. It's also about growing. Let's pray together.